Good morning, friends. Welcome to Moneyball Minute. My name is Kirk Henderson, Editor-in-Chief of MavsMoneyball.com. You are joining me on Monday morning, May 2nd, and it is game day. There's not a ton that happened Mavericks-related, but before we jump into the little that is out there, uh, it's important to note that in the first two games of these, a couple of the other um, playoff series, the Boston Celtics got shellacked by the Milwaukee Bucks. Giannis Antetokounmpo just went nuts. And then the Golden State Warriors held on against the Memphis Grizzlies. Both of those uh, teams' things were played on the road. So it's it's pretty interesting, and hopefully the Mavericks can walk into Phoenix and get another road victory to start things out well. Um like like I mentioned, there's not a lot of, of content that's Mavericks related. You know, the Jason Kidd and Jalen Brunson each spoke to media and it's pretty great. Uh, Jason Kidd had uh, a quote that, that sort of went viral that looked like he was taking a shot at, at Rudy Gobert, but I don't know, maybe he was. But it, it, the, the full length quote he said was, we have to adapt. Our game plan against Utah is not going to work against the Suns. We've already changed that mindset because we're not playing the Jazz. We understand their strength is the mid-range, but they can hurt you with the three in transition, and they can hurt you in the paint with JaVale and Ayton. This isn't Gobert or Whiteside. These guys can put the ball in the basket, so our bigs are going to be tested. Um, The part that really seemed to trigger various uh, Mavs fans in social media was this isn't Gobert and Whiteside because the Mavericks, according to Tim McMahon, have a lot of interest in Gobert were he to become available. And to hear the Mavericks head coach more or less knock his offensive abilities, fairly or unfairly, it's kind of up to you guys, uh, I thought was was pretty pretty interesting. Um, the rest of the quotes that these guys were given uh, you know, were all pretty... I don't know, straightforward as far as they can be. Uh, I did think Jalen Brunson saying that he uh, absolutely not as far as a question as to whether he feels pressure to perform like he did against Utah was pretty interesting. Those were like my, that was like the, the two main things I latched on to from that, from that, uh, you know, press appearance. Um, then up on MavsMoneyBall.com, you know, Josh Bowe wrote a, a playoff preview that sort of boils down for him to two main questions uh, and, you know, fleshes it out from there. The first one is, can the Mavericks come up with another smart defensive game plan? Uh, Meaning, you know, kind of what Jason Kidd just addressed there, that they're playing a much different team. And against the Jazz, they ran everybody off the three-point line and wanted sort of mid-range to shots up out to about five to eight feet. Uh, They protected the rim pretty well, too. But the Jazz are, or I'm sorry, the Suns are actually killers from the mid-range. Chris Paul and and Booker are incredible from the mid-range. So whatever the Mavericks game plan is going to have to be, it's going to be very, very different. Of course, these Mavericks, uh, as we know them, have not seen the Suns uh, this season, realistically, because... All three matchups uh, were played prior to the Chris Dapps for Zingas for Spencer Dinwiddie trade. So it's it's these two teams aren't going to be terribly familiar with one another. Um, then the next question that Josh had in this in this uh, preview was, which one of Booker or Doncic will beat their defensive matchup? <sighs> this is going to be quite the chess match because I think that there's been some, a lot of smart people in Mavsland who think that uh, Mikhail Bridges might lock up uh, Brunson essentially forcing Luca to go nuts every game. I don't know if I believe that will happen. I just don't think that that feels like a real thing 
that the that the Suns will actually do. Um, Booker Booker plays the Mavericks real well, <laughs> but in 18 career games, he's thir- he's 13 and five, and he has averages of 23.6 points on 52, 42, 86 shooting splits. <laughs> And in the last 13 games he's played against Dallas, the Suns are 12 and one. Um, Finney Smith seems to do okay against him in individual matchups, but I'm, I'm sure the Mavericks are really going to have to spread. Uh, they're they're going to have to just find different ways of coverage because the Suns just have a lot of really good offensive options. Um, our staff also put together a a uh, you know predictions column and everybody's pretty excited about the Mavericks, which we should be. We're a Mavs blog. I, I will say that, that I'm seeing a lot of Mavs in six in this, uh, in this predictions piece, which really cracks me up. Um, and then the thing that I thought was at least most fun and probably irritated the most people on the internet was ESPN did a predictions, uh, piece where they let, you know, their various experts, some of them more reporter than analyst, uh, you know, go through all of the, the matchups and, and, you know, say who's going to win and how many games and 20 different people picked the mat or picked the Suns to win zero people picked the Mavericks to win. And that seemed to fire up social media. I get why you expect some sort of respect, maybe a gambling pick. Uh, it feels very reminiscent of the 2011 playoffs, but Hey, who knows? Okay, this is a bit of a shorter update. I apologize for that. But again, with a weekend, there's just less co- uh, content going on. We have our, a number of previews up, gambling and otherwise. Uh, I think we're going to have a best moments of the first round of the playoffs as well at some point uh, if Luke is able to turn that in today. We'll have our normal series of, of pieces after the game tonight. You want to check back in for Josh and I's podcast and also check out the Spotify Live if that is something you are interested in. Uh, I hope everyone has a good day and we will talk to you later tonight.